Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello again, everyone. It's Jordan. And Daniel. And we are going to apologize right off the bat because it's going to be one of our longer episodes as we have some guests joining us this week that are going to be going, um, helping us out to understanding strategies for rope dropping in the parks. But of course, that means that this is also the week that Disney has decided to give us all the news in the world. So we have to cover all that first. And that's going to take a little bit of time. But uh, first of all, just thank you to everybody who has been leaving ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify because it's helping us out a great deal. We don't have any new reviews to read out this week, but if you do leave us one, we will read it out on the air. So and you will be super famous. You'll be ultra famous because that's how we how we roll yep. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess we're going to get right into the news. Uh, and try to go through this as concisely, but yet as clearly as we can. So last week, Disney announced the beginning of their Disney 100 celebration. We'll start on the 27th of January, 2023. This is the celebration of the 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. They had announced at D23 that it was going to be centered at Disneyland. And so with that, that means that on that day, January 27th, they will premiere World of Color 1, the new World of Color show that it's, I guess, it says that it's supposed to be for like, from one small thing, many big things can happen, like a drop of water going into ripples. I guess that's where they get the World of Color 1. Um, also, Disneyland Wondrous Journeys will premiere. That's the new nighttime show. And like other nighttime shows they've had recently, it will not always have fireworks. It'll only be on select nights with fireworks. Most of the nights will be with a uh, just projections. They also, really exciting, had announced that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is actually going to be opening early on January 27th. You will get to meet Chuby if you don't know who Chuby is. You may still not know who Chuby is after you're done because he's ne- they never say his name. He's very minor, but he's one of my favorites. <laughs> so uh, the rest of Toontown will not yet be open. That's going to be opening later, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will open in January. They did also uh, mention that the castle is going to get a little makeover. They're going to have some platinum bunting around. It's actually a little bit more understated than what I was expecting in a good way. Uh, some, some bunting. The th- three good fairies are kind of flying around. There's a wishing star on top of the castle. You weren't hoping that they would just make put a whole bunch of icing on it like they did in Walt Disney World years ago? I mean, the big birthday cake? Big birthday cake everywhere? Please no. <laughs> Please no. Um, but they are adding those fountains on either side of the castle in the moat, which I think will be really, really pretty. Also, with that magic happens, the parade will not be returning in January. They said that that will come at later in the spring, which could mean as late as June 20th or 19th. Right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so that will come later. Um There's one weird thing that they announced, and it leads us into the next news bit, was that they had said, yeah, we're currently pausing uh, reservations beyond the 8th of January for park admission for right now. Well, they've stopped that pause because they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They're forcing people to pay more money. Are you Nostradamus? I am Nostradamus. (laughs) Only on the weekends. Mm. So... 
uh, price increases on the tickets. The ticket prices have gone up uh, across the board. The one-day, one-park tickets, if you go on a tier zero day, which is the least busy day, that one is still at $104. That's the way it was before. But now a tier five day is $179. Um, on Insta- oh, not, no, on Facebook, I shared, because on Instagram, they're already gone. But on Facebook, I shared an um, image of January, so you get an idea of the price uh, prices for one-day tickets across the board and see how they go. Uh, multi-day tickets also saw an increase. The biggest one was for a two-day, one park-per-day ticket went up 30 bucks. To boo. Two, yeah, to $285. All of this is boo. All of it is. And they also increased the price of a park hopper option. It used to be $60 to add it on. Now it's 65 And the biggest thing... They're increasing the price of Genie Plus by 25%, which is a lot. Um, yeah, it's now $25. Specifically, it starts starts at at $25. So they can manipulate it as much as they want. Uh, Yeah, depending on the day. Yeah. One good piece of news about that, they have now put, uh, or they will be putting Web Slingers I think it's now. Is it now already? Um, Web Slingers, as part of regular Genie Plus, it's not an individual. So now the only individual ones will be... Uh, Radiator Springs in DCA and Rise of the Resistance in Disneyland. But they did say that they could charge whatever they want for those. So that'll be fun. If you want to avoid having to pay an arm and a leg for Genie Plus and you already know you're going to want it, they said if you purchase it in advance, it will be $25. It's The v- price will vary if you purchase it the day of. And there's no guarantee what the price will be. I'm thinking it'll probably still stay that way, but who and, knows? And that means that the individual Lightning Lanes also can go up to $25 now. Rise yes. the Resistance has been $25 a day since they made this announcement. So, yay. Woo! So exciting. I'm sure everyone's so happy about this. Um, Magic Key holders, though, they did increase our discount to 25% on Genie Plus instead of 20%. It's not a lot. And that's all Magic Keys. Yeah, I believe so. Don't hold me to that one. But um, minor one, that minor news story here that we're not going to spend a lot of time on, um, the holidays at Disneyland Resort, they announced will be running from the 11th of November through the 8th of January, 2023. And they pretty much, there was nothing that was like huge about the announcement. It's like all your favorites are coming back. Christmas Fantasy Parade, Believe in Holiday Magic, World of Color Season of Light, Festival Holidays, um, everything that you love about the holiday season is returning. They just announced like a new marketplace at the festival holidays and a couple new entertainment offerings, like uh, smaller acts that will be part of the festival. But uh, we'll probably talk more about this in another um, episode. But that was announced. So if you're thinking about going the holidays, 11th of November through the 8th of January. Another announcement, which we knew was coming, but not when. We have a date. We have a date. Magic Band Plus is starting on October 26th. Uh, So you can purchase them then. If you are a member of DVC or a Magic Key holder, or a cast member, you can buy them starting on October 19th and also start using them that date. Uh, sadly, for the I don't know if, for people who have gone to Walt Disney World, you cannot use your old Magic Bands, the Magic Band 1 or 2. Uh, it'll only be the Plus. But if you've purchased it at Walt Disney World, you can still use the Plus. Yeah, they said Magic Band Pluses will be, um, they will work on both parks, but only the Magic Band Plus will quote, be compatible with the Disneyland app. Which I don't get because it's just an RFID that you type in the number. I don't Actually, understand. that's not how the Magic Band oh, Plus it works. It says that it's actually really easy setup. 
uh, they said that you'll turn it on and then you just tap oh, the back of your phone uh. and then that will it will lead you from there how to pair it so it'll be easy but um, we're going to talk more about magic bands another time another a whole other episode what if you have a flip phone I don't think that those they probably explode. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so if the magic bands, this is just a brief rundown. So if you're like, what are they exactly? Do they do again? They they'll let you into the parks with um, touchless. So you just wear them, you tap them, they'll let you into the parks, and they you can use them at lightning lane entrances. And for PhotoPass, if you get your a PhotoPass photo taken, you can just tap your magic band, and that will link them to your account. And then also you will be able to use these ones for a new scavenger or a new, yeah, I guess it's like a scavenger hunt in Galaxy's Edge. It's called Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters. Uh, you pair it with the, the Play Disney Parks app and your Magic Band Plus, and it's a game that you play in uh, Galaxy's Edge. And then also they'll light up and interact with certain nighttime shows. They said right, right now the only nighttime shows that'll do it with are Fantasmic and World of Color. And you can get into your hotel rooms. Not yet. Oh, sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometime in the future, but not right now. 2029. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wait, the rate that things are going, probably. Uh, so that's um, all the news, I think. And now we get right to now. our regularly scheduled programming about Rope Drop. Which I sometimes say Park Hop instead. So thy brain doesn't always like me. <laughs> See if you can catch it. So this week we're going to be talking about rope dropping at Disneyland, uh, which is something that we don't really do that much. I don't really know why. Well, for various reasons, we don't really rope drop that much um, at Disneyland. So we decided to go to the experts, Aaron and Katie at Rope Drop and Park Hop Podcast. If I can talk, apparently this is a problem with me talking all the time. So Aaron and Katie, hi. That's a, it's a tongue twister. We get twisted up saying it too. Don't worry. As long as you get some something close, we're fine. There's all works. There's R's and P's in there. You don't have to. You don't have to apologize for my ineptitude. It's fine. We like to park, drop, and rope hop all the time. Whatever. That sounds like an Olympic sport. Yeah, we're so grateful we met you because we were part of a fun competition with other podcasts. Yeah, they were the ones that hosted that that, hosted um, that bracket challenge a while back, which was super fun. Yes, and my favorite part was getting to meet awesome other podcasts like you guys. So, yay. yay! Yay for that! <laughs> Finding Disney friends—that's always really fun. For so, sure. <laughs> um, Aaron and Katie have agreed to kind of help us share more knowledge with you guys about how to best use your time, like what things you can do, like why it's beneficial. Like I said, we just don't do it super, super often. Uh, so You guys would rather sleep? Well, well. And also because we're DBC members, we say a lot at the Grand Californian, so we do early entry. Yeah, and it's, you know, so with uh, Extra Magic Hour and with early entry, we often... We'll wave. We were the, the ones people. waving by, <laughs> as we walked past you guys. We're, we're the jerks that, that show our room keys and go past you guys. <laughs> You're the ones that we say to our children, children, there go the rich people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I said, uh, let's, let's uh, wave to the poor people. <laughs> let's talk. You did say that. <laughs> we, I did. Call them, we, call them, we call them peasants on our podcast. Wave to the peasants. <laughs> Uh, so, um, we're not that rich. No, we're not. No, no, we're not. Uh, DVC just makes you seem like you are. You're really not. Um, half my ch- paycheck goes to the Walt Disney comp- company. So half. Well, <laughs> <more than that. laughs> 
but you guys have an absolute fantastic podcast. I love how much advice that you share with people. And so I just thought you guys would be the perfect ones to uh, share this information with our listeners as well. If you guys haven't listened to their podcast yet, you need to go and find it and give it a listen because they're just super fun to listen to. I even like their Boise weather reports if you're ever interested <laughs> what the weather is in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> we give the weekly Boise weather yes. to everybody. It's we great. just gave it today, in fact. We sure did. And at least you <laughs> say it right, right? It's not Boise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. Boy, C. Boy, C. Hard S. Correct. All right. (laughs) Um, So the first question that we have for you guys is, have you always liked rope dropping at Disneyland? Yeah, I mean, for as long as I can remember, even when I was a little kid, um, when there was a big old parking lot out in front of Disneyland, I can remember pulling up way early so you could get a good parking spot and going into the park first thing. So, and then, you know, as an adult, when I've been taking my own kids, it just makes more sense to me to get there early and get as many rides in as you can before the crowd shows up. And I am a convert. I was not a rope dropper. I like, I value my sleep. And so I would say rope dropping became the way for me probably within the last, gosh, four, four or five years. We finally decided one time that we were going to get up early and make it happen because I had heard good things. And there's just a different feeling at Disneyland first thing in the morning. The sun's a little brighter, and you are able to get so much done in those first couple of hours when you show up and you're there, and I won't go back. It's it's the way. Was a baptism involved in this conversion? <laughs> yeah, in the rivers of America. There we go. <laughs> where we, yeah, and I chose the pirate's water. <laughs> it's so magical. I love that water. The smell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you are getting um, ready or someone's like asking you your advice because they've never rope dropped before and they want to know what to do, what are some things that you tell them you need to always do? And what are some things you tell them to never do? <laughs> so, I mean, you have to take into account security lines as well when rope dropping. So you know that the park opens at a certain time. Don't get there right at that time. That's mistake number one is getting there at eight o'clock when it opens at eight o'clock. They will let people into the park before actual opening. And that's how you work your way up to the rope to prepare for rope drop. So you want to be at the rope when the park opens. You don't want to be at the back of the security line trying to get through. You want to be at the rope and ready to go. Um, So so we say maybe 45 minutes to an hour before park opening is when you need to get on your way. Yeah, I agree with that. And some of the things that we say don't do, we are big fans of not rope dropping fantasy land, which a lot of people think that that's the way to do things. Interesting. Um, we don't love that. Yeah. We, especially, and, <laughs> and more specifically, Peter Pan, uh-huh. that's a big rope drop. Um, it's a big draw for people. They have a whole yeah. episode on if that. If you think that I'm not going to ask about this exact story later, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we, We've talked about, I don't know if you know Casey over at Disneyland Daily. She's another Disneyland gal. And we had her on our podcast one time. And we talked a lot about how when you're taking a kid to Disneyland for the very first time or when you're taking your spouse who maybe isn't super into this idea and you're trying to convert them to love Disneyland like you do, the worst way to start a day is to go get into a 45-minute line. And you have this kid who's so excited to be there. And then you go and you get into this really long line and they're like, when are we going to get to ride this? And especially that Peter Pan queue, we just talked about this earlier, how claustrophobic it is and it's not pleasant. And it's a 120 second long ride. It's Mm -hmm. a really short ride. And so standing in line for 30 minutes or 35 minutes staring at your mom's thigh. And then (laughs) she has amazing thighs. Okay. 
(laughs) (laughs) But like, it's just a really lousy way to start your day. And when everybody's already going for that, there are other things that you can do that you can start, even if it's jungle cruise, you can go to the jungle cruise line and you can be on that ride in five minutes and you've started your day with this awesome attraction. And, you know, if you have this kid who's having their first experience, their first experience is a funny skipper or a pirate or all these other attractions that you can get to that don't make you stand in line for 30 minutes. That's a really good point. Would you suggest for someone who's never been to Disneyland to rope drop their first day? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, sleep when you're dead. Get up, (laughs) have a good breakfast at your hotel, (laughs) get to the parks. Don't plan on eating breakfast at the parks until at least like if the park opens at 10 or 8 o'clock, don't plan on eating at the park until after 10 o'clock. You want that first two hours to really get in and do the things while the lines are low. Mm-hmm. And while it's not hot, too. The mornings yeah. are yeah, very too. productive. So I'm just thinking through this. Like, mm-hmm. we we kind of do this, but with it's just a different experience having been DVC and staying on property so much that we would usually just use the extra magic hour to go do Fantasyland, go do Tomorrowland, and then be the, some of the first with you guys around eight for other rides because for magic morning and extra magic hours, it's only most of the rides at Fantasyland and a few at Tomorrowland that are open for that. So, so I, I will even admit right. it took me a second when you guys were talking like, why wouldn't you go to Fantasyland? I'm like, Oh, rope drop, line. not early entry. Yep. <laughs> Cause we are used to that and when I we do early say, entry. Yeah. yeah. And I will say that since early entry has been added back in, you know, if, 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 Fantasyland is your priority. Go for it. You know, we're not going to talk you out of it. Go for it. And I think that early entry has actually helped lessen the burden just a little bit where you get all of the on-site guests who get to go in there and who get to get those rides out of the way. And then when rope drop happens, you're not competing with them. So you have this percentage of guests that you're not competing with who are trying to get to rise up the resistance. Let's be honest. And so, you know, if your fantasy land is your priority, if you have the little kids and that's what you want to go do and we're not able to talk you out of it, then just know that you're not competing with quite as many people as you used to, but it's still pretty busy. It is still pretty busy. When would you do fantasy land? If you, if you rope drop something else somewhere else, never <laughs> fantasy land would be right after the fireworks. Ooh, that actually is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we did yeah. that once. We were confused because they had, like, it roped off. And clearly it was way after the fireworks yep. were over. Well after they were and over. And so we were behind the castle, and we were we were wondering. There was a whole bunch – there was a line forming. So we're like, is this to go into Fantasyland itself, or is it to go just on Peter Pan? So we were kind of waiting there. And then we go in, and evidently Peter Pan wasn't even close to open yet. And we missed – we could have gone on other rides. So it yeah, was very it was, confusing. It was a little frustrating. Oh, shoot. It's fine. I am not a big Fantasyland fan, I think <laughs> – I think that the rides, the lines are long, the queues are tight, there's no shade. There is a lot of claustrophobia there. Yes. So you mentioned about how early entry has been a game changer now since that's been brought back. And I um, I know that early entry has only just recently come back, but have you noticed if there's much of a difference how it affects rope drop since Magic Mornings, like, like a difference between Magic Mornings when they used to happen which was for, you know, anybody who yeah, had specifically, because Magic Mornings park. could be so many more people. Could be anybody. And then versus mm-hmm. early entry, have you noticed much of a difference? Um, just the difference that she, note, that she noted earlier, just that there, you know, are a little bit fewer people rushing in right at 8 o'clock. And mm-hmm. I think, too, that in that same period of time where things changed from Magic Morning over to early entry, Rise of the Resistance was also added in. 
And so I think, you know, rise is a huge rope drop draw, Mm -hmm. no matter whether it's early entry people or if it's the peasants. Um, (laughs) That's (laughs) so I think that you have that also playing into it. And so it's hard to kind of compare magic morning to what we have now, because we've also added rise of the resistance into the mix. And so many people rope drop rise of the resistance too. Right. And magic morning wasn't ever available at California adventure. Right. Right. That was, that was, that was only only a hotel. That's what I was wondering. Cause I missed that. Because there was the extra magic hour for any any anybody um, who had the right ticket, the right ticket. But the magic morning was specific, and it's, so many people yeah. could do it. Um, do you ever have you ever rope dropped rise? Yes, yes, I have. It was a disaster. <laughs> and I have I, it. Hers was a disaster. I have also done it, and it was fantastic when I did it. Okay. So that's something we talk about on our podcast: is it's hit or miss. It's your mileage may yeah. vary. Yeah. yeah, and have have a plan B and a plan C, ready to pivot, and yep. probably a plan F. But yes. I did it. Yes. Right, right. But I did it, and it was awesome. It worked really well for me. We were with BBA and. Ray in that room um, within 17 minutes of park opening. Wow. And it That's was nice. Yeah, it was awesome for us. She stood in line for how long? 45 minutes. And then they said it, the ride is down. And it That's was surprising. Three hours, I've never seen so. that happen. <laughs> <laughs> that ride rarely goes down. Right. <laughs> You've mentioned a couple of strategies for rope dropping at Disneyland, but um, at California Adventure, that's like a completely different ball game do you have any like a go-to strategy for california adventure so there's a similar your mileage may vary caveat with california adventure in that radiator springs racers is a very popular rope drop ride but that one is also one that doesn't always open right away sometimes it's down and they're fixing some things before they open it up so i've seen people go rope drop that and wait in line Again, for 45 minutes to an hour before they even get on that. And that's taken up half. We tried, we tried that morning. one time. That did not it work. It didn't work. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with web slingers, I would say. A yeah. lot of people rope drop web slingers now because that's a new ride. And that one doesn't always open right away. That's what's so weird to me about California Adventure is it seems like so many rides, they'll wait on opening. They I don't d- open I don't, with the park. I don't mm-hmm. get it. It rarely happens at Disneyland. Yeah. Maybe like uh, Submarine Voyage or There'll Indy be a couple of attractions, but yeah. But Incredicoaster often doesn't open at, with the park. The stuff in the like Pixar Pier is just weird to me. Right. It's very arbitrary. You're not really sure why. No. Because yeah. it's not... Because they are supposed to open with park opening, so I don't know. It does seem like people have generally had success rope dropping Guardians, though. Yes. Yeah, Guardians is our go-to. Guardians is good. If you feel like you have to rope drop Radiator Springs Racers, my best tip for that to have good success, and I will say this, the caveat to this is it's probably better if you don't have kids. (laughs) I mean, with my kids, it's great. So when you walk down Buena Vista Street and you walk to the hub at DCA, you're going to see the main crowd gathering and you know that they're all headed either to web slingers or to radiator springs racers, right? Take a right, walk past Soren, cruise past the grand Californian and grizzly river, and then go down to the area near Ariel's undersea adventure and wait there for your rope drop. Yeah, I agree. Um, a, that's really a beautiful walk in the morning. There's Quiet. nobody there. Mm-hmm. When you get to Ariel's undersea adventure, you're going to rope drop with like 20 other people. And then if you've got your fast shoes on and you can make it happen, you can can head through Pacific Wharf and you can walk through Cars Land that direction and you can merge at the very beginning of the line from the people that are all coming, all of that traffic from the hub. And we've had good success doing that before. Um, The good thing about that, too, is it puts you on that Pixar Pier side. And so if for some reason Rigger Springs isn't open, it's pretty easy to pivot and turn around and head over to Midway Mania or 
Incredicoaster if it's open. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those other popular attractions. That right is there. a good tip. I've I've, th- I've noticed them there, but I've I always noticed those people. I'm like, this is they're they're smart. They're thinking through this. Like I said, we're waving to you guys, but <laughs> like, you <hello>. know, <laughs> right, right, right. It's a great rope drop spot. Really, it is. There's not a lot of competition. And you can, if you're quick and if you are ready to go and you're there early, you can get Radiator Springs from that direction and you can beat a good chunk of that rope drop crowd. So it's worth the try. I, will, I wanted to ask you, so how does rope dropping affect the rest of your day? Because I'm imagining you have to wake up fairly early. Do you stay the whole day? I mean, it probably depends with having kids, but uh, does it make you more tired? Do you go back to the hotel? What do you do usually? I don't know. We always talk about taking a break and then we never do. (laughs) That's just the way it goes. Once we're in the parks, we're in the parks. And we, I mean, we close down the parks. Yeah. I would say most days, the older I get, the harder it's getting to to keep that up. (laughs) I will say that. And it's my kids that are dragging me along saying, we'd like to stay till midnight. Last time we went together, we took a killer nap by the fire in the Grand California. That was great. Um, But this last trip I took two weeks ago with my little girl, we did on our Friday, we opened the park and we shut it down and we did 36,000 steps and <laughs> wow. yeah, we didn't leave. So we're big fans of just making the most of your time. Like I said, you sleep when you're dead. Right. So when you're at Disneyland, you power through it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for anybody listening, if you know, that's not you plan on taking a break during the day. And that's a, it's a good tip too. Like go take a break in the grand California. Yes. I like that idea. <laughs> Why not? It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and you can even go up to the third floor of the Grand Californian. They've got the comfiest couches I have ever sat on and listen to the piano and be away from the crowd and just have a nice quiet time where it's you can a very rest calming for a couple spot. of minutes. It is a great spot, and especially during holiday time when they've got the gingerbread house in there yes. or the oogie boogie. The smell of the cake. gingerbread. There's some really fun things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to leave the resort to find a great place. You can find great places at the Disneyland Hotel. You can find them at Pixar uh uh, Pixar Place, aka Paradise Here, whatever, whatever it's called, whatever it's called today. <laughs> right. Some you some alliterative name hotel. The park. Yes, mm-hmm. you can take a great nap with Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Like you can that find great places in the we park. We have done that. Now. We have done that. You can sit. We yep. have sat on the train for. We've three, gone around three or four rotations yeah. on the train before. There's great places that make that you don't have to leave to go have a break. There's mm-hmm. great places on property to have a break too. We have made Mr. Lincoln a funny church service too. There's hymns and there's a speech. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever there on Sunday and you feel like I should be in church, go listen. <laughs> the battle hymn of the Republic, people. <laughs> um, right. Okay. I and now I wanted to ask you about guys about any. Um, interesting experiences you've had uh, park hopping specifically starting with the the Peter Peter Pan Pan because it I felt for you guys what was happening it's just you mean rope dropping you said park hopping again ah yeah you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) listen to what I mean not what I say (laughs) park dropping rope pop we're just hopping and dropping and popping and locking yeah I'll let Aaron tell this story it's still too painful for me (laughs) (laughs) so <laughs> we got there early. We were like I said, we we tell people don't don't go to Fantasyland specifically avoid Peter Pan. Well, we decided to do it because we know people do it and that's their priority. And so we got there early. We were right at the rope. We were at, right at the rope right in front of Partners, so that very center rope. And we chatted with the security guard there who was the lead security guard for the ropes in the hub. And she told us, I don't believe her. I know. <laughs> she told us that she was because she was the lead. 
that she would be the one who would drop her rope first and then give the signal to everybody else. So she told us, you know, this is the rope you want to be at, this very center rope right by the by partners. And so we felt like we had some good inside information. Well, I think she was too busy talking to us. Right. There were people way ahead of us. There were people way ahead of us. All the other other ropes dropped first. (laughs) She was busy talking. So we kind of did the squat and run. So, because you're not supposed to run, the right? shin splint run, right? Yes. So Ugh. you know, walking with purpose, but you're squatting and kind of. Anyway, <laughs> we did that. We got to Peter Pan, and probably we would have been in line for 20 minutes. Yeah, which is still longer than I want to wait in a line first right. thing, especially at rope drop. Uh-huh. And uh, it broke down, and it was a full breakdown. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a quick breakdown. Like they it turned was... the music off and everything. Oh, and we were in that labyrinth, like that square part where it's just real tight by Tinkerbell real close to your neighbor. And we stood there for 40 minutes and you can't leave. And so we, we stuck it out. We ended up waiting in line for about 45 minutes by the time everything was reset and started and rode and then went to Alice in Wonderland next. Where I'm sure you had so much better luck. You'd think. (laughs) Uh, We got on the ride and and we literally entered the building and we were right in front of Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which is like the very first scene. Uh-huh. And this one was super weird because I've had, I've been escorted off of a ride before and it takes some time. This one was the ride stopped. The lights flipped on immediately. Like we didn't mm-hmm. sit there for, they didn't try to get the ride up and running or anything. The ride stopped, the lights flipped on immediately, and they came over the intercom and said, please stay where you are. A cast member will be with you in just a moment. And you're like, <laughs> what in the world? It was so fast. And so we got escorted off of that ride. And then by that time, we're in an hour. Like, it's past an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and we'd ridden 1.3 rides. <laughs> waited in line for a really long time. And it just really cemented the fact that we don't love rope dropping Fantasyland. There you go. <laughs> I don't understand why Alice in Wonderland closes so often. It's such a simple system. It's the same as all the other ones, but... It... <sighs> right, and it's and it's and it's a fairly new attraction. It hasn't been there for very yeah. long, so you'd think the mechanics. <laughs> just kidding, but <laughs> right. it was just it was wild. Like I've been on rides before where they stop it and they say, you know, we'll we'll you be up in for a minute mm-hmm. in just a moment. I mean, if you've ridden Haunted Mansion, you know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes, <laughs> but we had a very long is, moment last this time. Was just, <laughs> yeah. We did too. And, um, but this was just funny because literally it stopped. The lights immediately came on and they immediately came on the speaker and just said, we'll be with you in just a minute. So we got to see a little peek backstage, which yeah, was kind of cool. fun. Mm-hmm. And we got a fast pass or whatever you want to call to it. Come to come back, back later. later through the, the, uh, uh, the exit. The, yeah. Through the exit. It. Yeah. And where the disability access pass goes. And, uh, we did come back and do it later and it was down again. And then we finally were able to come back later and it worked. So I honestly, when you guys were going through this on your podcast, I was, I was, you know, that sad laughing where you're like, this is really funny. At yeah. the same time, I'm sorry for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was terrible, man. We just didn't, we were really disappointed, <laughs> but it was a good thing to test out. Right. Like we, now you have more reason for years that we shouldn't. And now we know, right. we know, now for, we know sure. for sure. <laughs> yeah. That trip was rough. We had a lot of things break down that trip. Yeah. It's fine. And like, you know, like we say, you pivot if you can, I guess if you're not stuck in the Peter Pan line, as long as you can actually get out of the line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fantasy land lines are not the easiest to get out of. Cause you have to like completely backtrack and go through all the 
Uh, switchbacks again. Not the. That's what I was gonna ask. With mm-hmm. with with Peter Pan, did they not give you the option of kind of having everyone go backwards or? Well, we could have, but never. Nobody was leaving. I think there were maybe a handful of huh. people that that left. So we they must have felt like I rope bodies. drop specifically yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we were not in a good place where we couldn't. You know, you can move forward to that last switchback. You can exit there, right? Or you could have gone back through the way you came, but we were like dead center. And so either way, we would have had to crawl over a bunch of people. And they kept giving us updates. They kept saying, you know, we're going to reset things and hopefully it comes back up. And they gave us the option. If you want to leave the line, go for it. If not, hopefully we'll have her back up and running soon. But it was down for a good, you know, 35 minutes Mm -hmm. by the time they got up and are running again. So... They should, it is what it is. They should we pass out science. magical Disney Xanax to those who are claustrophobic for that long. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> and call it pixie dust. There you my, go. My, Anyone would like some pixie dust? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Makes your day wonderful. Well, we just want to yeah. thank you so much for joining us on this episode about rope dropping because we don't do much about it, but it's just fun because sounds like we do the same idea of things. We we also love going early because you can get so much done before. We're just not necessarily there at eight. To the, to the rope. <laughs> at yeah. rope drop. It's, yeah. because, it's because you're not peasants. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And I will say the rope, the rope drop experience itself is kind of fun. They play some countdown music and... Yeah, it, we the have. atmosphere is really nice, and I, I like the energy of rope drops. So. It's better at Disneyland than it is at DCA. Agreed. The music is better anyway. <laughs> Actually, that's true. From what I, I can, you know, we sit back we there in Tomorrowland. We're like, oh, look, it's rope drop. You can hear. It. Everyone else is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, get on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> the peasants are coming. The peasants are coming. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't think that actually didn't happen the last time when we tried to get on Space Mountain, I heard the music starting and I was like, go, 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 get to Space Mountain before they do. Well, it was funny, too, because the, yeah. the cast member working there had people wait so that people weren't she had enticed to run. So we actually had to wait for the hordes to, to come behind us. us. It was funny. So oh, we were like wow. number four That's in line. Funny. But anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, um, if you guys have not listened to their podcast, um, are you guys, I can't, they are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Yep, They're yep, great. We're on Audible. We're on Amazon Music. We're anywhere you get your podcasts. Nice. Anywhere you get them. You have to find them. Rope Drop and Park Hop. And then mm-hmm. on Instagram, Rope Drop dot Park Hop. And Facebook as well. They're great. Uh-huh. We're having so much fun with them. No, it's it's super fun every Friday to listen to to everything I have to say, and it's super fun. So, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. So, thank you guys. We're so glad we got to meet you guys. I'm so glad we got to meet you too. It's been super fun. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what this is. Normal. (laughs) (laughs) We're just making a sign to me that means nothing. I'm I'm doing the director's (laughs) sign. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, with uh, make sure that if you haven't uh, subscribed to our podcast, uh, please do so. Leave a rating if you feel so inclined, and a review at, uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. We really appreciate it. Find us on uh, Instagram at Disneyland Forever and Facebook, uh, same thing. And uh, we will see you guys next week. All right, bye, bye.